just like, just people would just start coming up to you trying to holler at you. And I know for sure when a brother put it on his wedding band, women start flocking at him left and right. Cause it's like, oh, he's, it's, it's selective. It's not available to everybody. The perceived value has immediately increased. The same thing is true in your business. So if you are an individual who struggles with like niching down, being decisive about who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with. Great day. Great day. You are listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast. Episode 91. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve your clients, sell your services, and scale your consulting business online. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. So if you are ready for a transparent, I'm talking all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, former engineer, turned online high-ticket sales coach, Jerisha Hawk. You probably chose to tune in today because you have a burning desire. You have had this idea of starting a coaching business and creating consistent revenue, but there's a gap. Something's missing. You are ready to raise your rates, but you lack the confidence with being able to attract an audience of high-end clients and sell them on your offer. That's why this episode today is brought to you by my signature program, Newly Enhanced Services That Sell. If you've been thinking about turning the skills that you currently have into a high-ticket, four-figure service that you can sell consistently, I encourage you to sign up for my free crash course training at jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates. I'll make sure that you know everything that you need to not just deliver your services, and help your clients get amazing results, but how to actually attract those types of clients and sell them consistently using very simple foundational sales strategies. This method has been developed specifically for those who don't have a large audience and who don't want to spend thousands of dollars trying to get complicated funnels to actually work. This is your time to gain the clarity that you crave to confidently sell your services online. Do not waste another minute. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates today. Register for the next training and finally get an efficient plan that you can follow and implement so you can start selling your services. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates now. Hey, hey, I'm so excited to be tuning in with you today. So today's topic, talking about the importance of choosing your clients. And the idea for today's topic actually came up because I was interviewing one of my successful students, um, one of our high ticket sellers, our champagne closers, one of our clients inside of services that sell. And um, she was just talking about how she's been able to grow in her business, how her confidence has really been enhanced. And she brought up a really unique point about she like said, like, who was she to be choosing what client she worked with? We started working together about three months after she started her business and as she started going through the process of narrowing her niche, narrowing her niche, really specializing her service, kind of this resistance or this doubt started to creep in of she's now deciding who she works with and who she doesn't work with, you know, being selective about who her services are for. And she just said that she noticed some resistance when that was coming up for her. And I figured, I wonder if anybody else has felt like that. 
When do you ever have resistance? You know that you need to niche down and narrow in the promise you solve, the person that you're really supporting, but there may be some doubt or resistance of like, who am I to be selective about who I take money from? Or I'm just focused on getting more clients and making more money. I can't turn clients away. Like, have you ever thought or felt that before? And one thing that she pointed out was as she started to narrow in her niche, really implement the POP method uh, that we teach inside of the services that sell, pick one problem, package one process, pick one person. She noticed that the while that resistance was coming up for her, she noticed how important it was for her to be selective about the clients that she was choosing to work with, right? And I wanted us to talk about that concept today. So if you've ever, like I said, struggled with that or whatever this episode is really going to be for you. So when I think about your, I want you guys to all be open to the idea or the perspective that your clients hire you, but you get to choose who you work with and you get to make this. I think that's maybe a new thing that a lot of us are exercising in our business, this freedom of choice, right? We get to choose what service we sell. We get to choose what problem we solve. We get to choose what price point we are going to be charging our clients at. And sometimes we are in these corporate environments. We're kind of stressed out by the constraints that our typical nine to five may give us. But we step into a business. We say we want freedom, but then sometimes we fear all this freedom that exists on the choices we get to make. And then in turn, having to make decisions and be decisive and get selective about how we're going to package our offer, who we're going to serve. And as I was talking to Aaliyah, who uh, is the podcast interview guest I was telling you about, the thing that came up to mind is think about marriage, right? I think how you date is very reflective of how you sell in your business. How you date is very reflective of how you sell in your business. Hear me out on this, okay? Think about dating. If you are only, if you, I mean, if you're the type of woman or man who just takes anybody that comes their way. You know, you're on Tinder and anybody that shows interest, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to date them because they're giving me attention. That doesn't always lead to the best outcome, right? Like when it comes time to deciding who you're going to be married to, who you're going to make that lifelong commitment with, you start to get selective. And if you don't, you should be, okay? You need to start getting selective. When I got very intentional about dating and right before I met my fiance, I had a scorecard Right. I had a legitimate scorecard on how I that was very descriptive of the type of partner that I wanted to have a lifelong relationship with. You know, and I was also very descriptive on who it was that I wanted to be in that relationship. So I got super specific and super detailed about who I wanted to date, who I did not want to date, what a good candidate was, what a bad candidate was. I was not out here trying to be the whole ride or die anymore. You know, boo-boo, if you want me, I want you. I didn't want to just settle for what came my way. I wanted to be selective about who it was that I was going to be dating when I started thinking about marriage and long-term commitment. And when you're selling a premium service and you are raising your rates and you are really packaging an offer that creates an, you know, a, a legitimate transformation for somebody else, you need to get selective. Everybody that comes your way is not the best client for you to work with. And just because they have the money to pay you doesn't mean that they are clients that you should be enrolling, right? So you, I just want to introduce you to the idea that the more selective that you become and the more specific you really hone in your service and hone in what problem and promise that you solve, the, honestly, the better, the more committed clients you are going to attract to you. 
right? Isn't it that they always make the saying that when you see somebody with an engagement ring on or a wedding ring on, then everybody's interested. When I noticed when I started wearing my engagement ring, I'm just like, just people would just start coming up to you trying to holler at you. And I know for sure when a brother put it on his wedding band, women start flocking to him left and right. Cause it's like, oh, he's it's it's selective. It's not available to everybody. The perceived value has immediately increased. The same thing is true in your business. So if you are an individual who struggles with like niching down, being decisive about who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with, not trying to be everything to everybody. Like some of y'all are out here being straight floozies in your business. Like, oh, you want to pay me $40 for a logo? I'll take you. It's like, no, we are not doing that anymore. Okay. Close the legs, elevate the, elevate your presence, demand some respect, right? Like we want to make sure that we're being selective, especially if you want to start raising your rates. You can't, you can't be out here trying to sell a service that's catering to everybody. You know, you're trying, this could work for them. This could work for them. I could do this. I could do that. And you try to keep it broad and vague because you don't want to repel a potential client or make it seem as if your offer isn't for somebody. But the reality is you need to be doing the complete opposite. You need to get super specific. You need to be focusing on how are you creating content that is repelling away the type of clients that you don't want to work with? How are you packaging your offer and you know really defining how you qualify a potential client to the, le- to the degree at which it is crystal clear to say that this person is for me and this person is not for me? And that is okay. Everybody's not for everybody. You and your business should not be trying to date anybody who can cover the bill, right? We want to start creating or packaging our offer and creating a perception around our brand where we are, you know, it's exclusive. You know, we serve a very targeted audience because we, we support them in achieving a very specific result. And you want to start thinking about your clients as who is the most committed to doing the work. Because we know as coaches, your as a role as a coach, it's not your job to get the result for your client. It is your job to be a shepherd and to guide them on the journey of them doing the work themselves, right? But the only way for you to get your clients results is for them to show up and do the work. So we need to be selective about who it is that we're working with to make sure that we are enrolling clients who are just as committed to getting the result as we are committed to supporting them in, in getting there. So that was my little tea talk for the day. Hope this was helpful and beneficial. Okay, okay. Think about it. You are your your clients are hiring you, but you get to choose who you work with. And some more practical things to think about as you guys are typing in your questions is how can you make that choice? You make that choice when you decide what problem you're solving. You make that choice when you decide what problem or promise am I not going to be responsible for solving for in, in this offer. You know, I always tell my clients. Your prospects have 99 problems. Your job is to solve one of them with your signature service, not to solve every problem that they have. So that's a way for you to get selective is get very, very clear on what is the end result that you're promising. Are you ready to have a service that sells? Are you eager to know what to say in your marketing so that prospects actually get how you can help them? Are you committed to doing what's required to take your coaching business to the next level this year? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, Services That Sell. Listen, running your own business comes with a lot of challenges. Converting clients does not need to be one of them. Creating content using live video will guarantee that you stand out from your competition, and packaging a high-ticket signature service ensures that you attract those high-end clients. 
you know, the ones who are ready to invest and eager to do the work. I created a masterclass training sharing the proven framework that hundreds of coaches and consultants have used to grow an audience of qualified leads rather than a list of lurkers. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates to register for my next training on how to enroll high ticket clients. Consistently learn the proven strategy in this simple process I teach inside of my premium program, Services That Sell. And let me tell you, it really does work. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates today. Another way that you can get selective is getting very, very clear on picking one person. Who is this offer most designed for? Who is the best candidate to get the results, right? Not trying to be everybody. Like, you know, I'm helping all women entrepreneurs. That's like half the population, guys. Um, We want to get more specific about who this offer is for. You know, services that sell, my signature offer is specifically designed for coaches and service providers, right? So we're narrowing it on the business industry that want to sell a high ticket offer. So that's a very specific business model and who want to do that with one-on-one clients or in a group, high ticket group clients. So it's even more specific within the niche of that business model within that business sector, right? Not just saying I want to help any business owner who wants to grow their business and make more money. No, we want to work with coaches and service providers, one qualifier, who want to sell high ticket services, second qualifier, either in a one-on-one or or a leverage group container, third qualifier. So we want to get very, very specific about who it is that we're supporting. And then from there, you can start looking at some some intangibles, right? Is this person committed? Do they have the mindset that's necessary to do the process that is outlined within your curriculum and in your program? Does it feel like a good fit? Like, do do you actually want to work with them? Like, is it going to be enjoyable for you to work with them? And these are things that you need to be thinking about on the sales call and when you're creating your marketing content so you can be repelling people who are non-ideal clients away from you, attracting the most qualified clients your way. And then when you're on that sales conversation, it's really just about a a dialogue between whether or not this is going to be a good fit. But I do see a question that came in from, I think, is it Maisel? She said, I've had some women get super defensive, upset, discouraged when it's clear that we're not the right fit and decide not to move forward. How do you go about dealing with that? Specifically not feeling bad for having high standards. I, this has happened to me before too, because every client that wants to enroll in our programs, we don't accept everybody in. Sometimes we have accepted people in and realized they weren't a good fit and refunded them their money and told them that this they need to leave our program. And it's not always the best thing, but it's just like in dating. You know, when you start dating somebody, you're like feeling them out in the beginning and it's like, you know what? I don't think this is going to be a good fit, but kind of a more specific Maciel, Maciel, thank you for correcting me. But I would say, think about it like this. So if I was actually on the sales conversation and I realize, uh, you know, five, 10, 20 minutes into the conversation, it's not a good fit. I always go into the mindset of my sales conversations, not with the goal of me getting the yes and collecting payment, but the thing that I think about when I go into sales conversations is I want to help this person make the next best decision for them. And when I focus my energy and my attention on that being my success metric, did I help them make a decision on what the best next step was for them? That shifts my entire energy when I get into a sales conversation 
and potentially meet a prospect who is not a good fit. So let's say they're not a good fit, but I'm approaching the sales conversation from that mindset. And I also communicate that expectation to them at the beginning of the sales call saying, hey, Maciel, thank you so much for booking a a next step call with me today. My number one objective for us today is to decide what, what your next best step needs to be. Are you cool with that? there you're going to say yes of course so once you start going through a sales conversation you realize they're not a good fit i would just say something along the lines of like hey remember at the beginning of this call i told you that i wanted to make sure that we figured out what the next best step for you is going to be you're gonna be like yeah i remember you saying that then they'll be like well i you know you can just kind of reflect back to them saying based off of where your goals and objectives are i realize that that's not aligned with the program promise that we deliver and i'm not going to be the best person that's going to help you accomplish that goal Here's two. Here's a referral that might be a better fit for you based off of what your um, goals and objectives are. So it's always from a place of service. It's not like a, mm, no, nah, girl, your edges ain't laid enough. I don't want to work with you. Like when you approach it from a heart of and a heart posture of service and just being able to to help them as best you can to help them achieve the result that they want, it completely changes the dynamic of the conversation. So that was a great question, and I hope that was helpful. This question is from Jason Hall. What if you are just starting coaching and I know and believe I can help, but I haven't done it yet? Should I do it for free and learn or just charge it high ticket? So Jason, this is a really good question. I actually do a, I have Instagram, an IGTV that's specific about why you shouldn't be offering your services for free if you're just starting out. So I would recommend, it's like an eight minute video over on my IGTV at Jerisha Hawk. I recommend watching that video too. But I want to address the first part of your question. What if you're just starting coaching and I know and believe I can help, but I haven't done it yet? My question to you would be, is this your first time helping somebody get this result? Or is this just the first time that you're trying to charge somebody to help them get the result? That's a huge difference. A lot of the time, we already bring skills to the table. We've acquired these skills. We've already gotten these results, maybe for ourselves, maybe in a corporate work environment. We've done this or helped somebody for free because it was just a natural gift and people always came to us for it. If you know that you've gotten the results somewhere else, you're not new. You're just new to offering it this way. You might be new to selling it as a coaching service, but you're not new to helping somebody get the result. So when you really shift your perspective around that and saying, you know, stop saying that you're new, you're introducing it in a new way. You're packaging it differently than maybe how you have before. You're actually putting a price tag on it. Or if you've been, if you've done this in your nine to five job before, you've already been paid for this as a service in the form of a paycheck. Now you're just getting it in form of an invoice or in in the form of a strike payment now. So I would ask the question behind the question there, just dig in a little bit deeper there to ask, is this this actually your first time helping somebody get this result? Or is this just your first time packaging it as a coaching offer um, and charging for it, right? Because those are two different things. So I think that's something to think about when when coming into that. And the thing with selling high ticket, I am not the coach that's just going to say everybody should be selling high ticket, throw an extra zero on your price tag because that's a young money, cash money, no, no. The way that you, because raising your rates is really simple. All you have to do is change your price. But enrolling clients at your new rate, now that takes a different approach. If you want to enroll clients at your your elevated price point, you have to learn how to articulate the value of what you do in a way that aligns with what the price point that's reflected for your service. And you have to be able to communicate it to your prospect in a way that they understand, right? Just because you know you're dope 
is different than you being able to articulate the value of that in a way where somebody else gets that you're dope and also is able to connect the dots that you're the person that can help them solve their problem. So it's not a, I just want you to, I just invite you to uh, shift your perspective or think about that a little bit differently, okay? So some, he said this is the first time actually helping getting the specific result. So my thing would be, what, what is making you decide to offer this as a service? Like, is it just an idea that you think it might work or is this like a, have you gone to school for it? Like what may, what is making you choose to go do this? Like there's something in you, if you believe that you can help somebody get the results, there must be some level of confidence because of something you've done, education you've acquired, skill sets that you've been honing in. There's something that you must've done that let, that leads you to believe and to have this inner confidence to know that you can help them get the results. Even though you say you've never done it, you've, this is your first time helping get this specific result. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope this episode was insightful for you when you think about, okay, I know that my clients hire me, but it's also your responsibility to be selective and only enroll clients. Um, you get to choose what clients you work with. And I want to just empower you in that thought process today as you are embarking on raising your rates and enrolling more high ticket clients. Bye y'all. Hey there, Hawk Hustler. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online coaching or consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert not just better clients, but more clients who are willing to pay top dollar consistently. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop and I will see you there.